welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. Have a really dope episode for you today. I'm so grateful to be joined by my good friend, fellow coach, Melissa Da Silva. In this episode, we dive dive deep into Melissa's growth, how she's been leveling up in her life, and how she uses her past experiences to help her clients level up as well. We have a nice vulnerable conversation around some of the experiences that we've had that has allowed us to get to where we are now and how we take a more well-rounded approach to health where we do focus on not just the physical part of health, but the mental, emotional, and spiritual as well. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. I'd so appreciate it if you leave a five-star rating and you also leave a review. I appreciate you. I honor you. And as always, you can too. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special, special, special guest in the building today. I consider her one of my dear friends now, and it's been such an amazing opportunity to watch her transformation. And I'm so grateful to have been playing a small role in it as well um, over the last few months. We got my good friend, Melissa Da Silva, in the building. How you doing, Mel? Doing awesome. Thank you. Thanks for thinking of me, Danny. No, my pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I'm still in this point where, like, people still call me Danny and Alvi. And like, now I'm starting to realize like if someone knew me before 2018, then they're going to call me Danny or, or know me as Danny. And if it was post 2018, then it's probably going to be Alvi. So funny. I know. And I'm like, I'm so programmed to thinking of your face and just like Danny, like Danny Thompson. <laughs> yeah. So is, is that your middle name? Yeah. So Dan- Daniel, Daniel is my middle name. Okay. Uh, my dad and I share the same name. I'm a junior. So like ever since I was little, uh, my mom always called me by my middle name. And when I was young, I never liked the name Alvi for whatever reason. I don't even know why. And um, yeah, recently, especially the last like two years, really been embracing it. And now it almost sounds strange when someone says like Danny. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is me. That's right. <laughs> oh, there's my past calling me. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh right. Exactly. Sorry, right, you can come through. You can chill for a little bit. And speaking of the past, like something I think is so powerful about the past is that for me, it really built me into who I am. And it's really allowed me all the learning lessons to grow and take up the space that I currently do as a holistic life coach and with my my view on life and everything like that. And something that I shared with you this past weekend, because we're all together for my first annual birthday retreat. It was amazing. Is that you very much remind me so much of myself. And it's like, I was watching your journey, especially when you're starting out in fitness and you know, the, the ups and the downs that came with that and how that kind of led into your dive into spirituality and essentially getting to you, getting you to where you are now. It's like, Oh yeah, it looks super familiar. I remember my life being like that. How has this transformation been for you in the sense of, like, hey, this is how my journey started, and this is what kind of happened in between to get me where I am now. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's been such a journey, and I uh, see you in that same exact light, and I think that's why in time, even though like, we shared a lot of mutual friends and you know, know each other going back to high school, it's like now we're in this same space, and I feel very connected to you through watching your journey but like almost like i'm viewing it in like my own lens for Mm. maybe like two years in the future you know um so and and almost before i reached the point where i got into you know my own like spiritual path i was watching you um go through it and i felt like um just drawn to it but also i was like wow i'm so glad you're doing good and i appreciated all the ways that you were growing and expanding at like from kind of being in the like athletic and performance and sports and fitness field to going into more like meaningful practices but that also makes such a big part of that health and wellness space 
Um, and I think that's kind of how it all shifted for me. I personally have always been involved in fitness, like, you know, since my um, early 20s. I was always working very early on in my life. So had my first job at like 14 or 15, kind of got into more of that like hustle mentality, working to support myself. Um, and then I, you know, started making good money pretty early on, like hired a personal trainer at like 19 or 20 and just, you know, loved how fitness fit into my life, made me feel, but was very much, um, I would commit to it on and off. So I would have like, you know, super committed phases of three to six months. And then I was 20. So I was also like, you know, partying, drinking, not eating right, not really incorporating all the other aspects of it to see that like full vision ever really come to life um, of just how I wanted to look and feel for myself. So I kind of was in that, you know, one foot in, one foot out for like most of my 20s and would reach some really, really good um, levels, but then, you know, something would go on, a vacation, a trip, an excuse to kind of just like let everything, you know, fall and have to start back up again. So it wasn't until I turned 29 that I really committed. I was like, you know, I'm stepping into a new decade and there's like a lot of things that I want to accomplish. And I felt like it all started with my health and with my fitness. Um, feeling confident about, you know, my body, the skin I'm in. Um, and it, it just took off from there. Um, halfway through my like 29th year, I was really so plugged in, so plugged into like nutrition and um, like turning 30 at this like, you know, prime shape and, and vibe that I wanted to get to that I ended up competing, so that was my year, it was like 2018. Ended up getting like talked into competing into um, an NPC bikini show, which was something that, I mean, in itself was one of those moments that I never in my wildest dreams would I imagine that I would have the courage and the confidence to do something like that. You know, get on a stage, um, be like voluntarily judged, and it just felt great. It was like so much more than what I, saw like my goal to get in shape just uh like I blew it out of the water and and on top of that I did something so scary um and and unlike me I have a lot of stories about like you know crowds and being shy and um I think I really have outgrown those stories but that was like a huge um you know, hurdle for me to get myself over mentally, physically. I mean, I probably like told my coach I was quitting like every single week le leading, <laughs> leading up to it. I was so freaking scared. Um, so then like that was it. I, I really got hooked on the lifestyle and I kind of like fell like, you know, deeply, madly in love with um, fitness and, and the lifestyle and how great it made me feel. And um, a lot of the structure that it brought to my life. So that kind of overflowed into my career. Um, just like I needed that routine, that like regimen to ultimately like reach success. Um, and that was the first time I felt very, very committed to a process that, mm. you know, you, you kind of had to just trust the process. You, you might not have seen, uh, you never see the end result, but just trusting that process, even when you feel like things maybe aren't necessarily working, like I trusted it all the way to the end and, and it was amazing. So, um, coming from like a corporate, you know, background of sales and marketing and business development and, and being in that world for over 10 years, like once I found fitness though, it was like this love and this passion that I had been looking for, for a long time mm -hmm. in my career and, and in the corporate space. Um, and while I had, you know, very grateful to have had some really amazing opportunities, amazing jobs, amazing positions with some really great companies on the corporate side. Um, like once my heart kind of like expanded for this world of like health and fitness and wellness, um, it just wasn't the same, <laughs> uh, working in the corporate sure. space and, and not feeling like I was kind of chipping away at that passion every single day. So I was, very much like um, conflicted between where I was financially comfortable, safe, salary, benefits, all those great things about the corporate world, 
And for like two years, I pretty much like sat on this fitness dream and mm. dabbled, dabbled in it a little bit, dabbled in it for like, you know, I don't know, six months to a year, did a little bit of like online coaching on the side while keeping my corporate job. Um, but I'm kind of like an all or nothing person. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you got to go all in and I'm definitely a passion driven person. So I felt like I couldn't ignore it anymore. And mm. then like, you know, welcome 2020 this year of uh, so many great awakenings and so many blessings in disguise for so many people. And it just like sank, like I needed to do it and take it seriously and bring it to that level where like you're risking everything to, mm. um, to reap those rewards. And here we are. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. It's such a powerful story. And I love how, you know, starting around like, you know, those late teens, like, you know, 18, 19, getting in the flow of getting into personal training, working on your body, having assistance with that, but there was never really this consistency to it. And then, you know, you get to 29 and, you know, 30, I feel like is that magical age for so many of us where it's just like, oh, 30, like, oh, this is a, it's a big deal. And you took it upon yourself to be like, hey, like, I want to be in the best shape of my life going into 30. And you started getting into the competitions, which you never thought was something that was going to be a part of your life. Yet it allows you to tap into courage and confidence and, and vulnerability, being able to be on a stage. And like you said, like volunteering to be judged, which is something that you never thought could happen. And all these lessons that you learned during that, especially in terms of being able to create structure, not only showed up in your fitness life, but also in the way that you were eating and then also with work and everything like that. And then some time goes on, you start to realize like, well, hey, like, I'm actually really passionate about this. I really enjoy this. And then looking at the comfort and the security of your day to day corporate job and being like, ah. Oh, I don't really think this is it. And then boom, we fast forward we're in 2020, which I think is like the year of like mass clarity and like reflection and just, you know, not being able to hide from whatever an individual's like, you know, shit is that they're not trying to confront and realize. And, you know, you get to this point now where it's like, okay, I have more of an idea of like what it is that I really want to do and how I want to show up in life and the type of work I want to do. I'm going to take that leap of faith. How's 2020 been in the sense of taking that leap? And I would love to know what that leap has looked like and what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you had a lot to do with it. I want to say like a very positive influence and you provided me so much support, um, you know, in the time that we really started even just talking about this, which, which was a long time before I actually made that leap. Right. We had been like kind of just going back and forth about it in conversation on Instagram for probably close to a year. Um, and just to like backtrack for a minute, you were saying, like you just reminded me, like the reason I fell in love with fitness and that competition meant so much in my life is because I really felt so much um, camaraderie and friendship and support in the fitness space. And um, it, it made me realize that um, I wouldn't have gotten as far as I did had these other women that I connected with during this year when I was, you know, 29 going into 30. I mean, I met so many amazing women, you know, girlfriends that are very close to me now, um, women that were much older than me, that were you know, in great shape, so motivating, so inspiring. Um, but they, they would call me out on my shit and, and believe in me till, you know, that last moment that I was <laughs> trying to quit every single week, um, and just not, you know, never let me down. And, and I thought to myself, you know, that it lifted me up so much and I, mm. I it was so much, um, they saw the potential that I couldn't see in myself. And I walked away from that feeling like there was no competition. That was like, you know, the, the friendliest, most warm and loving experience I ever had between these women. I mean, essentially, sure, we're all competing, but it didn't feel that way. Um, I felt like more just negativity and competition 
like in that corporate space, you know, where it feels like someone's always um, kind of after your position or, or looking to bring you, like take you down in, in some way. Um, and, and that's really why I gravitated to that space was like for all the, you know, connections and friendships and there was just so much warmth there that like really followed my, my passion. Um, and over the next like two years, it just kind of like, you know, spiraled into a lot more connections, a lot more opportunities, a lot more people that motivated me to like take this leap. Um, I met a lot of women who made the same leap, right? So those two years that I sat on it, I watched a lot of girls that went into business for themselves or had just started, you know, growing their communities, their followings, um, growing their businesses. And, and I watched them grow to where they are now. And, you know, in hindsight, it always made me feel like, wow, like, you know, if I would have started, I could have been here, but mm. not to kind of view it with that regretful, you know, like mindset, because I, I do think everything that I've been through is like divine timing and, and all the lessons happened when they needed to. Um, but yeah, like going into, you know, quarantine, I, I was still working a full-time job in the corporate space. Um, I got laid off for a month and had a lot of downtime to sit with my thoughts and, mm. um, that's like where the decision really came to, to make the leap and, and go for it. And to be totally honest, it, it was, you know, like it was all heart. Um, I mean, compulsive is, is one way that you could, you could think about calling it, which I've described myself at times, <laughs> but like when I feel it, I feel it. And it might, there might, there might've been so little logic to it. If you wanted to like, you know, look at it from, the headspace only, you know, were my savings where they needed to be if I didn't know where my next, you know, client or coaching opportunity would come in. No, mm. they weren't. And <laughs> I didn't know where I was going to land. And it, it really was this like true test of like faith and trusting the universe that as long as like my heart was in alignment with what I wanted to do and like the service I wanted to provide to other women like myself when I was in the beginning of my journey mm. and I needed those you know, those women, those coaches, those friends to like lift me up, have me believe in myself enough to reach mm. that next level, to level up. Right. Um, sure. that's like, you know, where my passion comes through and, and that's what I would like to be in service of like, you know, in the fitness space and, and two other women. So things just started happening. <laughs> like, um, you can't really describe it in any other way. It, it really just is that crazy divine timing, you know, manifesting magic type of shit because, yes. um, every single week, you know, it, it was like being met with that fear, that massive fear of like, Oh my God, you know, I quit my job. I don't have a paycheck. I, I don't know, you know, what's going to come in for me, how I'm going to make it. Um, and then, you know, I'd have these moments of like, grounding, reel it back in, Melissa, you know, do whatever practices and, and, and rituals and, you know, that are going to bring me back to my goal. Like let's, let's plant it all down again. Mm. Um, and then finding that like faith and that trust again, and that like surrender that the direction is going to find me like every week right now, it just seems like what's meant for me is like finding its way into my life, which it's just the only way I can describe, um, like flow is, is just mm. being in that flow state where like, I'm no longer in resistance. Um, you're not like swimming up, you know, upstream the whole time. You're, you're kind of just, you know, you're, you're gliding through it and, and it's the greatest feeling. It really is. I mean, I, I'm still met with fear, you know, constantly on a weekly basis. And we talked about it this weekend with some other people, you know, like that's mm. the work, right? The work right. is like the, the fear never disappears and the most successful people in the world are still met with, with fear and hesitation and limiting beliefs and, you know, in, imposter syndrome and all these things that, you know, is the human condition. <laughs> but, right. um, it's just really like, you know, remembering, um, your purpose, where your heart is and, and finding that alignment into flow again. So that's where we're at. I mean, I think it's, it's been really great. And I feel like the constant trend ever since I turned 30, man, has been like, in hindsight, it has been the hardest, hardest years of my life, mm. mentally, physically, emotionally, 
but yet the most growth that has taken place in like the shortest amount of times. I felt like that when I turned 31 and, you know, just turned 32 last mm. weekend. And I felt the same way. I'm like, man, you know, like I, I was not the person or, you know, I'm not today who I was six months ago or even mm. three months ago or even two months ago. So like I quit my job on the 31st of July and I know mm. that because I, I journaled about it and I go back and I read those journals and it, you know, it's, it's going to be three months. And like, I don't like recognize myself. So I, I don't recognize some of those fears. Like, um, it's crazy. It's crazy how much can happen when you really decide to change your life, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And I want to commend you for doing the work. It's one of these things where it's one thing to, you know, wish for something to happen or, you know, think that it would be great if it did happen. Yet you're actually there putting in the work day in and day out and really tapping into courage, right? You had all these experiences where the fear comes up and in the past that fear might've been paralyzing, might've stopped you from taking action, but now you're tapping into courage where it's like, okay, I can, I see the fear. I'm even experiencing the fear yet. I'm not letting that stop me. I'm taking action anyways. And that's what courage is. And that's something that I've been working to tap into as well. These last, especially a lot more of these last, maybe like eight months, you know, eight, nine months, like, or almost a year now, I would say since like last October and same as you, it's like, I can look back and be like, damn, I'm a whole different person right now than I was just three months ago. And I think that's a great lesson for everyone listening to know that exponential growth can happen in such a short amount of time. And it might happen in a long amount of time, but either way, the most important part is doing the work and showing up and taking action, especially when it's uncomfortable. So I definitely want to commend you on that. And something else that you spoke into that I think is so valuable when you're talking about your experience working with the other women during the bikini competitions is that iron sharpens iron. And it's really important to have people in your life and in your space who are essentially working on very similar things as you or, or putting in the type of work that you're putting in because that's how camaraderie is built. There's like this mutual respect, love and admiration that happens when I know I look at somebody and they're doing the same type of things that I am. And they're like a mirror for me. And it's like, Oh my God, this is so refreshing to see somebody who's on this similar path and they're having a lot of success with it. And it shows me, like I can also accomplish that, right? It's it's literally you can too, right? It's literally like how I look at it. And I think it's so amazing that just three months ago, or was that three months ago? Oh, not even, like a little under three months. It's like you left your job. You took that quantum leap. You know, when we were working together, you you expressed how much fear and discomfort and, you know, sometimes paralyzing moments would come up. But now just looking back at even those experiences, you know, a couple months ago and see where you're at now, it's amazing to see what you're creating and what you're up to. And what I would love to hear from you is how is it that you work with women now? Like when you're looking at your experience and like I would imagine it's something along the lines of like wishing that you were there for yourself when you were getting started. So like what's your process look like for women? Yeah. And um you know, thank you. Thanks for, for recognizing all the, the crazy stuff that's been going on. And, and again, thank you for having such a, a big part of that and for the support that you provided me to make that leap. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. And so I had, um, you know, a business coach in the past tell me that um, kind of like when you're speaking to your potential clients, your ideal client, um, it when it's coming from a place of look at it like it's a former version of yourself. Um, that really like hit home for me because I really do feel that I am trying to lead from a place of, um, you know, what my former self needed and, and struggled with and, you know, the challenges, the wins, the victories. And that's kind of the mindset I tried to drop into as a coach now working with other women. Um, you know, a lot of these women have tried a lot of different things um, a lot of diet trends, fad diets, a lot of restriction, um, kind of that like 
obsession over uh, cutting out entire food groups and all these different concepts that are like heavily marketed um, for financial gains, you know, and, and not necessarily sustainable by any means or, you know, healthy at all. Um, so I really just uh, try to preach balance, you know, work on obviously basic and, and, and sound and sustainable nutrition principles, fitness principles as well. I think it's super important to meet your clients where they're at. Um, and it's also very powerful for me having come from the consumer space of coaching, especially online coaching. Um, you know, I had a, a trainer of course in person for my, my first couple of years in my twenties. And as soon as like online coaching started kind of becoming a thing, I was like on it because I didn't feel that I needed necessarily that level of like one-on-one -on -one in person. Um, I kind of graduated from to, you know, to like being able to have the autonomy to do it myself, but still really enjoyed the accountability, the guidance, you know, the, the programming, the individuality of working with a coach, um, and have always been like tech savvy for me. So once this became a thing, I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. Um, but now like all these things with 2020, it has really changed so much of the fitness space and a lot of, you know, the, the trainers that had just physical businesses or brick and mortar gyms or only in-person clients are kind of like, um, going online with it or, or creating that extension of their business online where, um, I'm coming at it from an online space only. And I, I you know, for me building the business that, um, is my dream is to be fully remote and to also be able to scale and, and service women, you know, from all around the world. Like, um, the brick and mortar space is, is limited in that sense where, you know, if you're training at a gym or a studio, that's great, but you only have accessibility to so many clients and so many hours, um, of work in a day. So I love that I can, you know, connect and chat with like women in other countries and all over the, you know, States nationally. It's super cool. And then just from really a perspective of balance and, you know, uh, I mean, I, I as well have done all those things, right? I have like cut out carbs, cut out sugar, gone low fat, um, listened to all the infomercials, eaten only salads, like all this, <laughs> you know, all these crazy things. Um, and I really just think it is, um, like finding balance with everything. Right. I think like extremes lead to extreme disappointment. Mm. Um, just coming from that perspective of like meeting someone where they're at, what's going to fit into their life, whether, you know, it's a mom with kids and homeschooling now, because that's the world we live in, you know, somebody who is looking for guidance and looking for more of a like gym based workout. Um, there's just so much opportunity and, and there's so much like, um, guidance that this like virtual world creates from, you know, FaceTiming and, and Zoom calls and all those things now that I just, um, it's an awesome space. And, and I love like, you know, what I'm doing with these girls. And I, I think that like, it, it can only kind of grow from here with everything that this whole shift that, you know, the, the mm. world is really making. Absolutely. I, I love what you say about being wary of like these extremes and how you've noticed that it's so important to achieve balance and understanding that that balance is going to be dictated on, you know, where a person's currently at and meeting them there. What would you say would be some of like the tough lessons that you learned along your journey in terms of going towards like extremes and learning that like, wow, balance is so important to what I'm doing and to my success. Yeah. And I think, um, you're a great example of this as well, that, like part of my journey, um, and maybe jumping a little bit ahead here, but like starting in just the purely physical fitness space and exercise and just, you know, the working out and the nutrition part of it. Um, I would say in the past two years, I've really like expanded that to like mindset and spirituality and, mm -hmm. you know, emotional intelligence, emotional health. And yes. I think so many of those things are a part of finding that balance, right? So like when we're just striving for that physical performance, like we seem to neglect other areas. Um, so it's not just a balance of like food and, and proper, you know, 
nutrition and, and nutrients and all those things, but it's, it's also like a balance of everything else going on in our life. Right. So whatever that looks like for you, um, I definitely try to implement without kind of pushing anything on someone, but like those morning practices, you know, mm. or those, or those nightly routines of like debriefing your day. Um, I'm like an avid journaler. So if I can ever turn someone on to journaling and just kind of like getting those thoughts dumped out on a page, you know, early in the morning or when you're closing out your day in the evening, it, it really is so powerful what comes through, um, not only in a means of like planning, executing, setting intentions for a day, um, but also even just like emotionally. I think like things kind of channel through us that, you know, we sit with or, or we hold on to that, um, you know, maybe people don't have different avenues of releasing it, but I think journaling mm. is definitely a, a form of release. Um, and then also just like where you're at in your journey. So aside from like working with your coach and having these like, um, tangible ways to like view growth, whether it's like weight loss and, you know, you can see how much progress you've made on a scale or in measurements or in pictures. I mean, like you can go back and view growth in the same way that I have by reading my journal two months ago and seeing wow. like where my mind was at, you know? Wow. Um, so just, uh, I think like it's a balance of a lot of those things. I personally am trying to educate myself and expand as a coach to be able to provide some more of that mindset coaching. Um, yeah. and that's kind of how I see like my next evolution in, in who I am and, and what I can offer. Um, that's like the direction I'm going, you know, I want to be able to provide more of those tools, um, to balance out other areas of our life that definitely complement and, 100% need to be incorporated, um, into our physical, you know, health practices as well. No, that, that's spot on. And it's, it's great because you have this, this full encompassing understanding of what health is. And just like you said, I resonate with that because it did very much start on start in this physical space, right? And the physical space is so tangible in the sense of, like you said, I can track how much weight I lost. I can track my body fat. I could take pictures, look at them and see the differences. Whereas certain things like emotional health or like emotional intelligence, it's not as tangible at times to be able to measure those things. So I love how you gave the example and the strategy of journaling and then going back in like once, you know, some time goes by going back into the past and reading those journal entries and seeing what was going on there, how you were thinking about things. And you can literally feel and embody the types of shifts that you made because what may have been seen as like a quote unquote problem or something of that nature, you look at it now and it's like, oh, huh, that same type of thing doesn't trigger me anymore. Right. And, and something where I'm on the same, same boat as you, it's, it's really teaching people that health it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. And to me, like health and life are now synonymous. Like to me, if someone wants to live a, a vital, fulfilling life, they get to be healthy because having that type of energy, having the peace of mind, all of those things are dictated by how they're managing stress, how a person is going about their nutrition, right? Because nutrition has such a big impact on your brain health and your brain health and your hormones and everything like that is going to have a huge impact on how your body feels and operates and how the body feels and operates is going to have a huge impact on how we show up in day-to-day -day life. Right. This, yeah, it's huge. And in the yeah. same way that we think about like managing stress, like that's something I'm really big on now because um, I'm, I'm very grateful to work with a lot of high-level lawyers. And these these people that I'm working with are you know, either partners at their firm or they're on track to become partner. And it's, it's such a mentally grueling job and don't get me wrong. They make a ton of money and they love the amount of money that they're making. And they're realizing that, Oh, money's not the only piece of a fulfilling life. So it's like, how can we have both and, and operating under, you know, making sure we're managing stress properly. We're focusing on the things 
that that person can actually control, like what they put in their mouth, like how they like operate, like, and, and think about their thoughts, how they go about, you know, controlling what they can control and what they can't. So yeah, health is, is really evolving in my eyes. And I can see that you're going through something very similar. Yeah. And I think also what I, you know, coming from my own journey, I experienced a lot of those, um, extremes myself, like I mentioned, and, um, you know, pushed my body to that point of like physical, the physical limits met like mental exhaustion and, Mm. um, not like putting in the amount of time needed in those other areas into my spiritual health, into my, you know, like mental and emotional health. Um, so there was a point where like training was everything. Sure. You know, that aspect got really fine tuned and I was great at that. Um, neglected sleep, you know, prioritized caffeine and, um, a lot of the things that were the lessons that have, I I'm so grateful to have gone through them because again, it's just more perspective that I get as a coach because you meet so many people like that in the space and especially coming from the corporate world. I mean, that was my world. Right. Um, so, you know, I went through my own issue with like balancing hormones, hormones being off. Um, I have hypothyroid. So that's another factor that, you know, I'm just always living in and dealing with and learning different foods that affect my body in positive and negative ways. Um, but really it, it wasn't until kind of, I hit those little rock bottom moments and was forced to like take a pause, you know, um, like pump the brakes on all the physical shit, which once you're good at it, it's easy. You can bust out those workouts all day. You can spend two hours at the gym because you know how you look, you feel great about that. So that's one small picture of a very, you know, much bigger vision. Um, and, and again, you know, like if you don't, take care of that balance between the different elements of health outside Mm -hmm. of just the physical element, um, the scales start to tip and that definitely happened for me. Um, so now, you know, rest is such a huge component of my health. Mm, Um, your life. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like coming from the supplement world. And I know that you had that same experience, just like loading up on all things from a GNC or a vitamin shop, spending a ton of money on all these things, you know, and going through a total detox from all of that, like not taking any supplements, no stimulants. It's been a year now. So that's been really, really awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I took the holistic route to bring my hormones into balance and it took a year. And that was another lesson in itself was patience. Mm. Um, so I think like, you know, my lessons have, have always been like, okay, I got to learn things the hard way. Um, Mm. but in, in hindsight, it has created a lot of compassion from the coaching perspective and just learning to, you know, like meet your client again, where they're at with whatever they're facing in their lives, um, children, families, <laughs> divorce. I mean, you name it, everyone's got their own shit. Yeah. Um, and I think meeting them with compassion and being able to hold that space for them, support them. Like sometimes that's all they, they need is that reassurance wow. and support in that time. Um, with somebody in their corner. Right. And so they can finally see themselves for like, where they can take themselves with you, right? With your help. Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of lessons, lots of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what makes you such a powerful coach is that you've lived this life and you, it hasn't always been roses. You know what I mean? Like there's been a lot of thorns in there and a lot of hard situations that you got to learn from that you're now bringing to your clients. And you're also able to say like, Hey, like, I've been there before or like, Hey, I haven't been exactly there, but I've been in my version of rock bottom. And these are my lessons along the way. And these are a lot of tools that can help. Something that I've realized is that we all go through our version of rock bottom. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, most people in my experience don't create a change until they hit some type of crisis. And when I think about my work now and what I really want to put out in people's awareness and consciousness is that 
you don't have to wait for a crisis to make a change. And like when a person has a dream that's big enough, like one love that's so important to them, you can tap into that and use that as your fuel or as a catalyst to create the life that you want, as opposed to, you know, getting your doctor telling you that you have type two diabetes and now you need to switch all these things up or it's going to have a tremendous impact on your health or saying like, Hey, if you don't switch these couple of things up now, you're going to be on blood pressure medication for the foreseeable future. And I make up that there's so many people that just think that that's normal, that that's like part of life. And it's not normal. It's common. It, it happens to a lot of people that we're around, but that doesn't mean that it's normal. And I think the work that we're doing is so important because it's like, Hey, you don't have to wait for a crisis. And then even if you do have a crisis, well, you could still come out of that because like, I'm an example of that. Like there's literally like thousands upon thousands of people who are examples of that. And it really all comes with, with clarity and the awareness like you spoke on. It's like if a person thinks of health and they only think about the physical side, they're going to think they're being healthy by working out and doing the supplements and, you know, eating better. But if they're not aware of how their stress is impacting their life and like how their cortisol levels are through the roof or how their lack of sleep, because they're like, okay, well, I'm going to sacrifice, you know, an hour and a half of sleep so I can get up early enough to like get a workout in. They don't know that that's counterproductive. However, you know, we know that and like that's the type of information that we're out here sharing. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, working with women, it's such a special place. Um, and in the couple of years that I've, I've been exposed to some amazing clients and also that I've coached with some amazing coaches, um, I think that so much of it is just like harping in on that, like self-love, the self-worth, the, the space of confidence, you know, confidence in your, in your skin, your, your abilities to like break through these kind of rock bottom moments and whatever that looks like for you. It's always different, like you said, for people. Um, but there's, there's so much, uh, good in it, you know, that, that we mm -hmm. can and can do as, as coaches. And it's like the most exciting moment for me when you see that like light bulb flick on and yeah. somebody start to see themselves, um, as you see them. Right. Mm -hmm. And start to like embrace all these different, you know, areas and aspects of health. And, you know, it's, it's always like, uh, it's like you mentioned, I mean, everyone has their own, you know, job and responsibilities and, and their kids and their families. Um, but so much of how you can perform and produce in that space is going to come from a place of having health, right? Feeling good, um, feeling energetic, not being run down, you know, eating the right foods to like sustain you energetically throughout the day. Um, and yeah, it, it, that's just the constant message. It's like, like your lawyers, like, I know you're super busy. I know you guys work 75 hours a week. I know you make a ton of money, but what does it all matter if you feel like shit, you know? Right, right, right. And, and not waiting for that moment of breakdown. And I think there's like that quote that always floats around. Like, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll have to make time for your illness. Mm. Um, and just not waiting for that to, to hit, you know? That's a powerful quote. I love that. Yeah. You don't make time for your wellness. You have to make time for your illness. Right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think something that's going to be, and that you spoke on just now, that I think is so important. It's like understanding what self-love is for the individual person and being able to tap into it and really any change that you're looking to make, do it from a place of love for yourself. Do it with a level of compassion of like, hey, like the reality is this is where you are right here, right now in this moment. And that's okay. Right. They say like the best time to create a change or whatever is, you know, whatever amount of years ago. And the second best time to do it is right now. And that's literally the exact time that you have. So for anyone that's listening out there, if you're finding yourself getting into this pattern of like, you know, why haven't I done this earlier? You know, I should have done this, you know, three years ago. Like there's so much I've missed out on. Understand that like who cares about all that? Like, what are you willing to do right now? And can you do it from a place of love, do it from this lens of compassion for yourself and ultimately say like, Hey, I'm going to identify as a person who takes action on my health 
every day. I'm the type of person who gets up and makes sure that I get outside in fresh air every day. I'm the type of person that journals and really change your identity around who exactly it is that you want to be in this life. Yeah, that's so powerful. And it, to me, it's like finding alignment, right? Um, and I mentioned like, you know, that's how I'm feeling now in my life because I took that leap of faith like with my career and, and, and really um, committing to building this business. And it's finding that alignment. Um, and for so many people, you know, that resistance they're feeling and um, having these potential, you know, health risks kind of like at bay, right? We're just like waiting for that breakdown, knowing that um, there are ways to improve it, but not knowing kind of how they're going to get there. Um, it, I, I really believe that adding that, that movement, that physical you know, fitness, that half an hour a day, whether it's going for a walk, like, um, you find that alignment again. I, I just mm -hmm. think like, you know, there, there's so much power in movement. Um, there's stress relief, there's dopamine, there's exercise highs, and it doesn't have to look crazy and scary. You know, it, it really can be as simple as just, um, you know, committing to, 20 minutes of movement a day and in whatever space that looks like for you in your home, in your backyard, what, whatever, you know, but, um, it's these small little steps that lead to a really big picture. Um, and it can start in the physical health space. And I, I kind of always say like, I promise you it's going to grow into something else, <laughs> you know, yeah, so um, real. because it just does. It, it's like, once you get in that vibe and, and you're, you're working on you and that self-love and that self-worth starts to grow because it's kind of impossible for you to be, you know, pouring effort into yourself and for you mm. not to feel good about it as a result. Um, it's just such a confidence booster. Sure. Um, you start wanting to look at all the other areas and, and you'll tap into that like, hey, you know, I think... I think I can work on this now. Like, I think this, you know, area of my life needs a little bit of love. Um, mm. And it, it's like contagious, you know? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it really does snowball. And it's funny. It's like as you were painting that picture, like a, an analogy was kind of forming in my head. And I say it all the time. And I know you've heard this from me a bunch of times. It's how important it is to fill up your own cup. Yes. Right? And right now, as you were painting that picture, in my head, it's like, okay, as I start to fill my cup, my cup is a certain size. And it's almost as like, as I start to fill it up more and more, it's almost like my cup is also getting bigger because there's so many other things that I can now fill that cup with that now it's like, all right, this cup that used to just be like, say like an eight ounce cup. Like I think of my cup now and all the things that I fill it with, with like movement and great food and great conversations and amazing people and all the self-care and all the sleeping and all the, the all the everything the human design all the stuff that i fill it with it's like my cup used to be like six ounces and now i look at my my cup now it's almost like a fucking like a bathtub <laughs> like it's so it's so damn big and it's like i just turned the bathtub on and this thing is just filling 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 and now my bathtub is overflowing and it's like wow like that's amazing how much i get to put into myself and i think that's what you were alluding to with any of the listeners right now, it's like, Hey, fill up your cup and whatever size that cup is like, that's amazing. And understand that as you start to fill it up, your cup is going to get bigger and bigger and you're going to fill it more and more. And it's just going to build so much like confidence and love in yourself. Yeah. So I appreciate you uh, helping me with that analogy. No, I appreciate you painting that picture. It's, it's very, very true. And, and that has been something that I've like, you know, I have heard you say that, but it, it's kind of like repeated and, it makes its way around every like week. I feel like is it, it comes out of my mouth. I'll be like, <laughs> you know, you, you can't pour from an empty cup. And whether I'm talking about myself, if I'm, you know, like finding those moments where I feel like, um, like I'm reaching a burnout and I'll sit back and I'll evaluate like, okay, where, where has my energy been going? You know, because I'm not feeling full. Um, mm. and it really is that you can't pour from an empty cup. And unless you're pouring into yourself, you know, then you can't give, um, 
your 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 maximum potential. You can't optimize uh, all the other areas that you got to show up for in life. Um, so yeah, whether it be the the career, the job, the family, whatever it is, um, it starts with you. I think that's yes. you know how all the influence kind of grows and spirals in our life too. Mm, mm, dropping that wisdom on them, Mel. <laughs> You are so wise. Is that what happens when a birthday goes by? You turn 32, just that much more wise? Is that what happens in your 30s? <laughs> ah, it's so good. Well, Mel, I appreciate you sharing your story with us, letting us um, under the hood, so to speak, and having us have a better idea of your own journey, how you're helping other women, and essentially how any of us can grow. Uh, going forward, starting from this physical space and letting it encompass everything else from the mental, emotional, and spiritual. So I really, really, really appreciate your time. Can you let all the listeners know uh, where they can find you online and everything like that? Yeah, thanks for for having me again. Super excited to chat with you always um, and to keep growing with you as your friend and keep collaborating on some really exciting things because I know that everything you touch and everything you put out there is amazing as well. So thanks for always inspiring me and and, uh, helping me grow through your your life and your your lens. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, so... I'm on Instagram primarily. I actually just changed my handle to my full name. So it's Melissa Da Silva underscore fit. Hey. Um, And then I'm on Facebook too. So just Melissa Da Silva. I think it's Facebook slash Coach Mel Dossie. So yeah, shoot me a friend request. Let's chat all good things. Um, Again. I'm very uh, excited to be in this space and and super happy for all the connections that are kind of just flowing my way and very grateful for all the the women that inspire me. So just to flip the script a little bit, um, I think that all my clients and everybody I get to work with, like I always take a piece away from them to towards my own growth. And Mm. it it is, it is watching their journeys that inspires me to continue as well. So it's definitely a, an equal trade. Mm, Yeah. That resonates so much. I always say I learn more about me when I'm working with somebody else every time. It's like, you know, I never walk out of a session where I'm like, okay, I didn't get anything from that. It's like, I literally get as much out of it as they do. So I definitely resonate with that. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mel, well, keep on crushing it. I'm going to be here, continue to watch the journey unfold. And I can't wait to put this out in the world and have all the listeners know that much more about Melissa Da Silva and all the amazing <laughs> things that she's up to. Thank you. It was fun. My, my pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Have a good weekend. Yeah.